Hello! Welcome back to Everyone Has Their Kink. Thank you so much for all the kind words last week. That was super nice. I made sure I let nobody tell me any critiques, but to be fair, uh, there were some really, really nice things said. So it motivated me to keep doing this. Um, I will release episodes every Sunday, so uh, don't worry about that. And I will update everyone on Instagram what... At Trevor Lewis, Trevor Wade Lewis. Oh God, plugging myself. Um, about when it's going to be released on other platforms. Right now, uh, the most popular ones are Spotify, Google Casts, um, Pocket Casts. Uh, otherwise, we're still kind of just waiting on Apple. But um, very exciting. So this week. Uh, I didn't really know what to, I mean, I never, I don't think I'm ever going to know what I'm going to talk about, um, until I get a little inspired. And I was inspired after I received a text today from my mother, uh, that was pictures of four pairs of underwear that she said she was going to send me, uh, that she bought at the garage sale. Um, they were 50 cents each. She talked them down to 25 cents each. Uh, there were five in the set, but she said one had a hole, so she didn't get that one. But um, I just need you to hear what I'm saying. My mother, without asking, bought me four pairs of underwear for a dollar at a garage sale. Um, also, the hilarious part about it is I said, are they mediums? Ooh. Um, I said, are they mediums? And she goes, two of them are. Two of them are large. But it's fine. They were a quarter. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to receive underwear that aren't even my size, which is hysterical. Um, but this got me thinking about garage sales and what an impact they were on my entire life. Amazing. And, wh and I have some really good garage sale shit to say okay for like maybe the last let me just think of let me tell you about my earliest memory of a garage sale my earliest memory of a garage sale was my mother and her real real bitch friend Denise who she's not friends with anymore but um she was like a big smoker and she was like super skinny and she was just a real hag and she they got together and they did a garage sale and I ended up spending a lot of my own money on Denise's stuffed animals from her like kids who had gone who are like out of the house and she was selling a lot of stuffed animals and I as like an eight-year-old was putting like my ten dollars in there you know to get to buy a bunch of these 50 cent stuffed animals that I certainly didn't need but I'm like looking back I'm like Denise is a real a fucking bitch because why did she not give me those stuffed animals for free it was her friend's son ah, and I was young like, I shouldn't be paying for these stuffed animals. Like, if this kid wants these stuffed animals, just give them to him. What a bitch. Anyway, at that same garage sale, this girl, Rebecca, her last name rhymes with Arsenio. So if people who are listening know who this is. Um, but she got attacked by our German Shepherd dog named Heidi. Heidi ended up dying a couple years later because she was addicted to eating cat litter. Um, but 
anyway, I just remember I went into the basement and with all of my, with my hall, with like a Santa sack full of these fucking stuffed animals. And I was like, Rebecca, you want to see my toy box? Which my toy box was just this giant, um, like computer box, like what a computer came in. And it was like literally massive. It was like five feet by five feet. And it was just this cardboard box that I just threw stuffed animals in. And then when I would, and it, we kept it in the basement and we had like a wet basement, um, not important, but like basically just set the scene. It was wood paneled walls in the basement with always a wet floor. Every year, flooded. It smelled like mildew. It's over now, but like it was like a whole thing. There was always like a two day, like in the spring when the snow would melt, there was always like a two day shop vac, like family bonding time where there were two shop vacs and then people would be moving furniture. And it was like, it was kind of like a bonding moment. But it was also, like, a beautiful time for my parents to be really frustrated with each other and, like, really lash out and, and like, didn't, they didn't save, like, the, the bad words for, like, behind closed doors. Like, no, they, like, we knew that their marriage was falling apart as children, which was nice. Because knowing that they're still together, I'm like, wow, that is, like, real compromise. And that is real commitment. That's amazing. But um, I would get into this toy box. Like, I would literally, like lift myself up and then just kind of like horizontally roll into the the toy box and just kind of seep in like it was a fucking um what do you call those uh like a at a play place those ball pits yeah it was like a ball pit but it was stuffed animal pit and there was one doll that was called like a best friend doll or something like that it was something or it was like my first pal or something like that my brother had it my older brother and it was like based it is it was the doll that chucky was based on i'm just saying so picture wet basement wood paneled you know the lighting is wasn't great all the windows were like those cinder block windows barely any light in and here i am diving into these this bucket oh stuffed animals with fucking chucky in there i mean just like to paint a picture so i had some fucking cojones back in the day to get in that ball pit but i just you know alley-oop those fucking new stuffed animals right into the box to never look at them again um also if you if you stepped in there you would most certainly um either impale your foot with a barbie arm or like step in some kind of squish that you like don't know what it is and then you find out like a year later that it was like some kind of slime gack that you got from like a nickelodeon box and you're like it's like fucked up and it like fucked up a toy um, just also a side note about my stuffed animals. I used to like truly think that I was a, like a hairstylist. So I would completely make over my stuffed animals. And by that, I mean, basically shave them bald with a scissors and then stick them in and then like douse them. Cause we had like this squirter bottle, you know, for like your hair. And I would douse the fuckers. Just douse them. I mean, till they were soaking wet. Like, like they would at the salon. And then I'd just comb their hair and shit. Just comb it. And then I'd, like, cut it. And I'd, like, pretend to trim. But I would do it, you know, every, like, few days. So before you knew it, every animal didn't have hair. And if it was, like, a, if it was like a person-looking doll, then it was really fucked. I mean, it was, like, definitely pixie all the way. Everyone looked like a dyke. It was fabulous. Um... Very telling for how things ended up. But um, 
if they did have like hair that I would, I would keep on their head. Like uh, there was this lion in particular. Um, cause after I would douse them, I didn't have obviously like a hair drying station for them, but I knew they couldn't just stay wet because I know what that did to the basement. And I know that smell is not something that I wanted all my best friends to smell like. So I would shove them all in the dryer, crank up the dryer at about 75, um, minutes, which was the max. Cause a child does not know what to do with a dryer, and I was left home a lot, alone. So I um, I had a lot of time on my hands to work a dryer. So I would jack up the dryer, throw a couple dryer sheets in, get them real smelling good, and then they'd all come out with perms. So it was really nice. Everybody got a makeover, which was basically either a perm or like a real like pixie cut that did nobody any favors, like Lunette and Molly from Big Comfy Couch. I don't know if you're familiar with that show, but as a child, it was like my shit. Uh, ten second cleanup. I would literally trash the living room, like just flip furniture, uh, you know, spill shit on the floor. And I would just be like, oh, my God, it's about ten second. It's almost ten second cleanup time. So I'd spill a bunch of shit. And then I would like once ten second, I would like just go ramp it like a little meth kid and just pick up shit because that was that was for some reason fun. Um, but Lunette had gorgeous pigtails with this thick black hair and I just cut them right off and then Molly had um she had yarn hair because even in the show Molly was a doll Lunette was a person in the show and Lun and Molly had bangs and like I believe that I may have been like like this was 98 so I maybe I was I must have been influenced but um, I was, like, definitely giving some real, real new-age rocker chick uh, blunt bangs to Molly. And then Molly just got the chop, and she looked really horrible for it. Um, it gave her a double chin. I don't understand that. But um, back to Rebecca. So we go downstairs. I got my haul of fucking toys. I open the door. And Heidi, our German Shepherd, just pins her up against the wall, starts barking at her, starts barking at her, is like biting her, but not biting her, like kind of just like putting her teeth on her skin, like, bitch, I could fucking get take you at the jugular now. It was so scary. So scary. But, you know, looking back, I'm like, she was such a protector. You know, all my other dogs in the future were always just like, they would maybe look mean. But never, they're not like, uh, they're not killers, honestly. So it was like really nice to have such a protective dog. But then, like I say, she, she was very poisoned by like all the cat piss and shit. She was like huffing in the basement. Um, but garage sales. So then cut to later in life. I mean, I was like living garage sale life. And you know how like there's, I feel like there were kids because like I would go to kids' house Especially there was one kid in particular who I would go to his house and his mom would like pick up some clothes at a garage sale and he, he would be like, these clothes are so gay. These clothes are so ugly. I can't wear this. This looks terrible. Like all this shit. Not me, baby. If I, it's same thing with Christmas. When kids were like bitching about getting clothes for Christmas, I was like obsessed. I was like, yes, make every single thing clothes because like it was not common for me to get like new clothes. Because also, I was, like, gaining weight like nobody's absolute business. And my brother was thin. And he was five years older. But um, I remember, like, because I knew I was going to get his hand-me-downs, 
um, there would be like a pair of jeans. Like there was this pair of Junko jeans that I remember that had like a frog on them. And I was obsessed with them. I was obsessed with them. But they were like too big for me. And I remember like actively when I was eating, like sometimes, not every time, but sometimes I would be eating and I would be thinking like, if you keep like, just keep eating and you'll be able to wear those Junko jeans with the frog. Because, like, they'll fit you, and they'll be your jeans. I mean, obviously, they'll be rolled at the bottom, like, 18 times, which is, was my style until, like, 8th grade. Um, but I loved getting a hand-me-down, like, because it wasn't, like, a hand-me-down from five years ago. It was, like, still on trend. It was, like, six months later. I was, like, catching his ass. Catching his ass. Because my love handles were on something. I don't know back in the day. They were on something fucking fierce. And I could, like... I could get also elastic waistbands for boxers. So I would just go into his his drawer. I don't know why. Like, why was I not comfortable with my own fucking underwear? But I was like, these underwear are cooler than mine. These are like turquoise. And so then I would like wear them and I'd be like, oh, they're only like only a little bit longer. And this elastic's going to be like so perfect on me. <gasps> oh, I wanted to be fatter. If only I knew the damage that I was doing, like, just eating, like, pizza rolls and ice cream sandwiches, like, it was nobody's business, and, like, five Mountain Dews a day. Okay, that's a whole, that's a whole other story that I've told about a billion times, but, um, there was a time in my childhood where we had a free range on pop. We really, like, we could just go all the fucking out on any soda we wanted, and, um, one and my mother was like an extreme couponer for like a few years, so it didn't even really affect her because at the time Minnesota allowed you to do double coupons. So this woman was getting like twelve packs of pop for twenty cents. I don't even know some some insane amount. And um, so I mean, we just had we had like my dad's gun room, which was half gun room where he would like make black powder bullets and shit like that, and the other half was literally just like a. Game of Thrones, like, sword seat, but of fucking um, 12 packs of pop. Like, the ones you could stick in your fridge, and they had, like, that thing that you could just pull it out, and then it was, like, supposed to give you, like, one pop at a time. No. Um, and there was a time where we were put on a limit of five a day, and I remember me and my brother were, we, we like... It was, like, probably one of the first times I thought, like, my mom is a bitch. Like, she's a bitch. This is, like, bullshit. That she, like, five pops is ridiculous. And then I remember there's this kid, Adam Sutliff, who I was, like, bitching at school. I was like, oh, yeah, my mom's only going to let me have five pops a day now. Which also, I'm looking back, I'm like, I don't even think I could drink five pops. I mean, I could. But I'm like, I was literally getting home at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon. And I was in bed probably to by 10.30. In seven hours, I thought five pops was, like, bullshit, which is so insane to me. I'm like, that just shows, like, what the number must have been before. Like, insanity. And I remember I was bitching at Adam Sutliff, and Adam Sutliff was like, I only get one pop a month. And I was like, wow, your parents, like, really hate you. And also, he was, like, weird as fuck. So, Adam, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, but... Sorry, you were weird. And then your little brother was weird, too, and your whole family's weird. Okay, and his dad was the principal, and his what? His mom was the social worker. Let that sink in for a second. Um, he complete, He was on the spectrum in some way. I don't, I don't know. 
I mean, you know, hey, live your life. But, like, nobody, like, the call was coming from inside the house, and nobody in the house was answering. Nobody was, everyone was looking at that family, like, maybe consider, like, a option for him to get out some energy, to put it nicely. And nobody was... Nobody was doing that. So I'd love to know where he is today. I hear he's buff, which if I had that amount of energy, I would be too. Um, garage selling. Garage selling is fabulous. So fun. I like to, even even the shit I know I would never like want, I'll go through like kids' clothes. I even like to go through kids' clothes. It's weird. But that's just the example I was thinking of. There's plenty of other shit that I would never buy that I like to look at. Um, and... But you know what fascinates me is people who have garage shells. And we all know them, especially if you're from a small town. People who have the same garage shell every year, and then you see the same shit over and over and over because they're asking for literally ridiculous prices. Like, oh my God, I really was bargaining with this bitch one time for these four cereal bowls. One was Tony the Tiger. One was fucking, I don't even know there was like a frog okay and he was like a cereal guy and then there was snap crackle and pop a cereal person and then there was a fourth character that i don't remember maybe captain crunch i'm not sure but there were these four cereal boards with four matching spoons and they were like really nice big porcelain cereal bowls with pictures on them and this woman wanted 20 fucking dollars for cereal bowls i'm like if you want 20 dollars for these cereal bowls Put them back in your cupboard if you're so obsessed with them. And that's how I feel about a lot of things at a garage sale. You have to, like, be... A garage sale, to me, is, like, if the shit doesn't sell, I'm getting rid of it. It's going, like, to to the dump or, like, the donation. Like, this is just a latch-ditch effort to make, like, $12 today. That is what a garage sale should be. But there are people who are out here trying to make money off their actual garbage. And so every single year, I am, like, stabbing my knee with my fucking finger because I am, like, making a point here. Every year, you're selling the same shit because nobody wants to buy your fucking lamp that doesn't work. But, like, somebody could fix it, like, if they knew how to fix lamps. Nobody wants that for $60, okay? They don't care. They don't care about your fucking lamp or tvs how about tvs at a garage sale that say works on it like in it with a piece of tape works i'm like it doesn't work it, that means it doesn't work or like refrigerator or like a, a small freezer or something with like a shit ton of like hammer dents in it and you're like what the fuck it's like rusty and they're like 30 dollars works I'm like, it doesn't work. That's the thing. It literally doesn't work. It can't. It can't work. Um, and I'm cynical about this because I bought a snow cone maker at a garage sale for $5 one time. And let me tell you, I don't know if I was just not strong enough to crush the ice with my, like, 10-year-old hands, but that shit didn't work. That shit did not work, and that really pissed me off. Also, the fact that the woman at the garage sale told me the flavors are inside the box, and I got it home, and there were no flavors in the fucking box. So I was, like, up in there putting chocolate Hershey syrup and, like, fucking Aunt Jemima's maple syrup on ice. That's sad. And the ice that was not crushed well. 
it was like it was just basically a glass of ice that I was like putting maple syrup on and I was convincing myself that I really got a deal <sighs> ridiculous but garage shelling became a part of my life at a young age and then it cascaded into later in life every summer we would go with my mom's friend nancy who is amazing that is who my mother was with when she bought the infamous four pairs of underwear she's sending me that let me tell you they are american eagle but you can tell like a chubby person used to wear them because they have that lip in the elastic where it's like folded over a little like a taco and now it's like permanently folded over i know what that looks like because i I have seen underwear like that in my own collection where they have like a little permanent fold from just like where you're sitting and the, and the elastic folds over. So that'll be cute to try to conform to my body. And also they're like a little faded. But you know what? Listen, I believe in a washing machine. I believe in like I'm somebody who if you shit your pants, I don't believe in throwing away the clothes. I don't believe, like, if you shit your pants, unless they're, like, white, because, like, nobody's trying to, like, who's there all day trying to get the stain out, but then that's, like, gross, maybe, to think about, like, because it's white, you see the stain, but if they were, like, a black pair of underwear and you shit your pants, you'd have, like, you'd have the shit stain there, you just can't see the shit stain, but maybe under, like, the right light, you would see, like, an outline of, like, where where it happened it's terrible okay garage sale what time am i at 21 all right um wrapping it up so used to go every thursday garage shilling is amazing you gotta go for a deal people who try to rip you off get the fuck just go away get out of there also kids shit it really makes me think about like kids shit like if if god forbid i ever have children someday I know better than to, like, buy my, like, 18-month-old some bullshit, like, little car, like, that they can sit on and then hit, like, squeaky buttons and stuff, because that shit then just sits there, and also, like, there are so many other things that an 18-month-old would love, like an iPad, and they're gonna love an iPad for years. They will, like, you give a six-month-old an iPad, and they will use an iPad until they're, like, eight, until they want a phone. It, like, an iPad's saving you money. As fucked up as it, as it is to give kids, like, iPads and shit like that, give it to them and they won't need any other toys. They will not need anything to bounce around in, to make, like, make fake phone calls and shit like that. They can, like, watch YouTube and they can be better for it. Wow. Good advice. Okay. Also... Do I even want to get into this? I mean, whatever. But just speaking on... I had something else to say about garage sales. And that's like the topic. But um, episode two, we're already doing the thing where we're not, we're not even talking about the topic anymore. Uh, but here's the thing about shitting your pants. I've realized in my days that... Like, there are people who look like they farted, and there are people who don't, if this makes sense. Like, this is a total change of subject, but I was just thinking about this. You know, because I was listening to a podcast where a girl was bitching 
about not bitching but she was talking about her um like she was with this new guy and like she was still in that six month period where you can't fart in front of them and you she accidentally did on this like at this restaurant like um outside and she was like sitting on like a plastic white picnic table and she like farted and she was like you know she's like short and she's like cute and she's like 100 pounds and so she's like the beauty of it was nobody thought it was me like nobody thought that that like big fart came out of me and I was it really like made me think like wait a minute I've been wronged I've really been wronged like you we've all heard about like pretty privilege that is something that I don't think people talk about about pretty privilege is that if you're pretty and you're like cute and you've got like good style and a nice body and you like fart and you and it's like silent or something and you're in like a group of six, nobody is pointing the finger at you. Nobody's pointing the finger at like the pretty girl to be like, oh, my God, you just fucking you're nasty. Nobody's doing that. But let me tell you who they are doing that to. They're doing that to me. And, like, I'm openly a person who will do it, and I will, like, own it. But I own it. I always own it, unless I do this hilarious thing where I either say, it wasn't me, and then instantly say it was. Or I say it doesn't stink. But, like, if I'm in, like, a car or something, even if I'm with people I don't know, this is the fucked up part. This is fucked up because this has happened to me where I have not been the one who dealt the motherfucker in the car or on a bus or something. This actually happened. This fully happened to me in like seventh or eighth grade on a basketball. And I was like, I sat in the front behind the bus driver. This is sad. I don't think I've ever told anybody this. I was blamed for like a really smelly fart. Okay. And we were on the bus, like, back from a fucking away game for basketball or some shit. Now, mind you, I was not, like, if you can just tell from my voice, I was not an active, like, member of the team, okay? I would, like, do my 30 seconds. I would go down, go back, go down, go back. And then when at, once I got to the point where when I was going down, they were coming back, um, then coach took me out of the game and was like, listen, you killed it. I'm like, thank you. And then I, like, proceeded to eat all the concessions and, like, two Gatorades um, on the bench. So I wasn't fucking with, like, I wasn't, like, you know, active and, like, getting all my fucking uh, stomach all riled up like that. Okay, I wasn't doing that. I was being very chill and very cool and calm about the situation. So I wasn't, like, gassy like that. Anyway, somebody, like, really, really laid an egg on the bus and people were like Travis Travis oh I was like done I was so done I was like it was so not me it was so not me and this has happened in my life among friends among strangers like if there's a smell people will look to me like you stink like you look like maybe you stink you farted <gasps> it's really bullshit and I hate it. And I think next time you smell a stinky smell and you like look around the room and you're like, who did this? And you look at like the like person who's like maybe a little less fortunate looking or like they're a little out of shape or like maybe they have like 
a neck hair that they don't even know about. Um, maybe look inward and be like, is this, am I giving like pretty privilege to all these other people in this car? Because everyone can lay one out. Everyone can hatch an egg. Okay. Everyone has the opportunity and everyone has done it. And fuck you. Okay. Thank you. Garage sales. Garage sailing. Love it. Okay. Well, like I said, thank you for listening. Um, this is fucking great that I talked about garage shelling and farting for 28 minutes. Um, killer. Nothing is getting edited. Thank you. Please, please. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Please, unst sit down. And listen to my song about a man who got himself in double the trouble one weekend. There once was a man around 10 a.m. who fa chased Fireball with Patron. He was at a country music festival and he met two Canadian girls. Something happened between them that day. Maybe he was drunk. Maybe he didn't know otherwise. But he followed these two girls to their tent. Well, it was really to his demise. We were going through the campsites, and he thought, Oh, God, the sun, are we almost to your tent? And they said, Yes, this is the one. So they settled on in, and for some reason, this man took a chance with these two. He started sucking on their titties and flicking their bean. Oh, my, it was quite a choice for the man. And these two reciprocated in other ways. I'm not going to get into detail. But you know it got really sweaty because a two-person tent only has enough room for so much fun. <laughs> and then they ended up passing out. And he woke up with a kick. It was a swift kick to the side of his ribs and then one to his neck. It was nighttime by now and there were security guards. They said, Get out, get out of this tent. And he got out of the tent in quite a daze with a headache and a scratch. These men next to the tent said, yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get for fucking in our tent. That's what you get for fucking girls in our tent. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. You can go to WeFest jail. Fuck yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. And so he was so confused. The security guard said, this is not your tent. I said, and not by me, I mean he, said, Oh, I was invited here. I was invited here by these two women. And he, the security guard said, It's not their tent either. Oh, next thing you know, the poor man had zip ties around his wrists and he was headed off alone. With the security guards go fifty feet, maybe one hundred, I don't know. But they cut the zip ties off and said something like, Stay out of trouble, we don't want to see you again. So he headed on back to his friends. He went into a porta potty to do a bunch of Snapchat stories. By the time he got back to his friends, they were worried sick about him. He told them all about his tale. But here he was making his most crucial mistake. Unst, 
somehow I've gotten back the German accent I've started with, but his mistake was his friend was setting him up with a very cute young man named Corey, and he thought Corey was straight, but Corey was very curious, and now after learning that the man had put fingers inside of these two Canadian hussies, now Corey was not convinced this man was a gay. They were convinced he was straight and nothing ever happened between him and Corey, except for one Snapchat maybe one week later he got to see Corey's ass. And that's it. And it's a story he's told for so long And he'll tell it until the day he dies Okay, so I want to tell you about this um, porn tape that circulated through our house for, like, an actual decade where different members of the family would have access to this VHS tape that had, like, five different porns on it. And three I actively remember. One was, um, a, like, a girl who she was like probably mid-20s and she was like getting interviewed and she was like she was like in like a sexy like robe or something hot and she like had like a nipple out or whatever like while she was talking and she was like laughing and she was like such a free spirit and she was really nice and she wasn't really like doing porn necessarily she was just kind of being interviewed as a porn star but then like towards the end of it she started like teaching people how she would like masturbate and stuff like that um second week in a row that um this long story short has included masturbation but um she was like showing you and stuff and I the first time I saw this tape I was probably seven or eight years old um and I watched it with my brother there was another video in on this VHS it was probably like a six hour VHS tape um and it it had a woman getting gang banged in a at like a mechanic shop. Um, she like just needed her car fixed or something, and then they were like, "Well, how how's your oil?" And she's like, "Well, I could use like a lubing or whatever." And then they were like, "Okay, well, listen, let me just get a couple guys in here, and we'll just you know fuck your brains out." So then they did, and she was chubby, which I liked. I love the representation, even as a young child. And then there was a third one that was a gay porn. Crazy. So I don't know how this all got to our house, but um, the tape was called Cherry XXX. And that's like what it said on it. Um, And it was like infamous in this family because nobody talked about it when they didn't have it. Or even when they had it. Like nobody talked about this tape until like I was in college and I was like, how about that motherfucking tape that was all up in this house? Like, because the thing is, is it was crazy because like me and my brother would have it. Okay. And we'd like watch it. And then he would like jerk off in his bed. And then I would like listen to Jessica Simpson CDs while I watched it. And, um, 
because we shared a room until he was in his until he was 20 and I was 15 which I think is you know masochistic but um then like you would have it in the VHS like in our room and then next thing you know it wouldn't be there or like we'd put it in like a, a one of our dresser drawers or something and then it wouldn't be there and then you'd be like oh shit like mom or dad like found the tape like oh god we're gonna get in so much trouble except for nobody said anything nobody said literally anything and then you know like a few months would go by and long story short peep we we would find this tape like in like dad's drawer or like mom's office or like all this stuff and everybody got like a turn for like 10 years and you could have the tape for like up to like six months i would say without like losing it if you were like really sneaky about hiding it but then like it'd be like the day we're cleaning you know the kids bedroom and we're like doing this whole thing and then like somehow in the muscle of us you like are like where the fuck's the tape where the fuck's the tape because I'm having friends over I just told them about like I told my friends like oh my god you guys have to see this this video it's like literally it's so lit like we're not gonna sleep because well you're not de you're definitely not gonna sleep because I'm gonna scar you um, with seeing some very graphic shit that now I've watched the movie like 30 times at this point. I've got, I've got the moans memorized, but you're going to love this. And like, when you see like all the guys coming on all the other guys, like you're going to be like, I didn't even know this was an option. And I, and you're going to love it because I loved it. So I just assumed everybody else would love it. They didn't love it. Just, I mean, I'm putting that out there. There was a lot of friends I had over who really did not like the um the male on male movie which was literally my favorite at the time so I was like this is just so weird um I mean makes sense now obviously but uh I did love I, I looking back I really appreciate the diversity of the porn tape like I look at my parents and I'm like wow wow like, you got this, you know, you got the young pretty girl that everyone expected. Then you got, like, the chubby, like, middle, mid-40s female gangbang. And then you have, you have the gay porn. I wish I could remember, like, what the other two were. But, um, very, very good. And the gay porn was, um, it was, like, military. It was very, like, military, which my dad was in the army. So I, like, loved, I love a callback. I love, like, a relatable film. Um... But it was just really nice. It was really nice. And I remember, oh my God, when you'd catch somebody else with it, because I think me and my brother only watched it together like a couple of times. Then it became like a thing where it was like either I had it or he had it over like the next however many years. And because it was like used as leverage of like, I'll tell that you have it. I'll tell that you have it. So you couldn't, you couldn't tell who had it. But I remember one day, so sick, so fucking disgusting. I, like, woke up, like, it was just me and my brother home, I, like, woke up, and on the big screen TV, we had, like, a big screen TV that was not, like, a, that was, like, a butt TV, but it was, like, huge, and, oh, my God, where is that thing? You know what? It's probably at a garage sale right now, um, and it probably has a piece of tape on it that says works, to be honest, but, um, anyway, we weren't supposed to even play movies on this TV, because this TV was, like, I don't know what the story was with this TV, but it had like a, it was like a pre-plasma type thing. Like it had like a plasma element to it, you know, like plasma screen. And so like, it wasn't supposed to have like any kind of like 
processing besides TV. And this could have been like absolute bullshit that my parents said so that we couldn't watch movies on it and we couldn't play video games on it because it was like the living room TV. So they probably just fed us this bullshit that it was like, yeah, you'll like mess up the screen if you play with this. But actually looking back, we had to like calibrate the screen or like configure it like quite a bit later on in the years. And we totally snuck putting video games and shit on it. So maybe that was true. But um, I remember on the big screen, I like go out, you know, to go eat breakfast or something. And it was like, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon because I love to sleep in. And my brother was like literally on the floor, butt ass naked in our living room, just giving it hell. Just, just really, really getting in there. And I was like, oh my God. But it was amazing because um, he, I was like, now I know you have the tape. And I'm going to tell, obviously, because I'm a little brother and I'm going to tell. And if I remember correctly, he had to he had to lotion my feet. And I think I like let him get get away with it after he lotioned my feet. But I would love to know where that video ended up now in somebody's hands because we don't even have a VHS player anymore. But it's so sad because it was so good. And then and then when I brought it up years later, it was like. Oh, 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 I don't know about that. Oh, I don't know. I think, I think I, I got it as a gag gift. Oh, yeah, I think, I think maybe we watched it one time. We just laughed. We didn't even, we didn't even use it. We didn't even use the tape. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same thing with this sick as fuck, which I just saw recently. Oh, my God, I'm not even going to get into this. This is too much for this show. But I'll get into it for you guys. Basically, there's like a sex toy thing happening. And um, on the side of, so my the way my parents' bed was, it was a California king with mirrors on the top. It had like banisters and it was like, so you, like you get in the bed and you could, you could um, look at yourself in the mirror. And it was like a very sexy bed. But it used to be, it's like the frame was meant for a waterbed. So underneath there were all these drawers just underneath the bed like you could just like you know and one day this drawer we hit the jackpot and by we I mean me and I saw my first playboy and it was with China the wrestler stunning looked amazing and um there was like multiple playboys and there was a couple playgirls and there was like this dildo that was like this flesh color dildo that I was like, what is this? I mean, I might be like 10 years old. Oh my God. Also side note. Um, very young age in my parents' bed. One time I was caught, I don't know what I was doing. This is like embarrassing, but I was caught. Um, like I had Barbies that I played with, obviously. And I, like for some reason was just like in my underwear and I was like, I'm going to tie them up in my underwear. And so I just, I just like took off my underwear and just like, kind of like how you'd put a hair tie in your hair and you just kind of fold it over and you just keep folding it over until it's tight. I did that to like four Barbies and they were all like naked and I was like making them like fuck and stuff. And then my dad walked in the room like, and I was on their bed, like on their bedspread. Looking back, I'm like, 
this is why I cannot have children because I don't know if I could have a relationship with my child after when they're like seven, they're like butt ass naked on my comforter, like with their Barbies tied up, like making moaning noises like they're fucking. I'm like, that's dark. That's really sick. So I don't know why I did that, but I was like into it. And also I was like into like putting the Barbies like hair, like very gently over like my soft flaccid penis. Um, it just felt good. And anyway, so China was the wrestler in Playboy. I was like obsessed, lived for it. Then there was this dildo and I like didn't see this dildo for like years and years and years. I'm telling you, I maybe saw it when I was like 10 to 12 area. Okay. Never saw it again. Like, I don't know. I don't, there was like, my fingerprints were on the, like, I don't know what it was, but I never saw it again until just like literally a year ago. Okay. I'm 24. A year ago, I was like in my parents, in my mom's bathroom. Okay. And just like where she keeps like extra shampoos and stuff that she's like couponed for over the years. Amongst it was wrapped in like, um, what do you call that? Plastic wrap, like saran wrap, like just wrapped up the fuck in saran wrap. Was this goddamn dildo from years before? I'm like, what are we doing with this? And classic tale. So I said to my mother, why is there a, which this is another thing. Like you can't have kids because do you really want to just off the cuff be presented with these kind of insane questions that you need to lie about? Like, so I was like, why is there amongst the bulk shampoo a dildo with plastic wrap around it? I was like, I remember this dildo from being in the cupboard under your fucking bed. And she was like, oh, I don't know. We got that as a gag gift, like, long time ago. I'm like, how many fucked up friends do you have that are getting you these, all these sexual fucked up things as gag gifts? Also, just thinking about it, the Cherry XXX tape, like, giving somebody a porn video as a gag gift, that's a knee slap. But getting somebody a porn video that is, like, copied over and like recorded from like playboy tv and like multiple other things and like taken from like another porn and like over overridden and stuff like that like it was like definitely an imperfect recording and it was not like a straight up movie it was like definitely like pieced together type of shit so i'm like the fact that anybody would put the time together to do a gag like that is not a gag gift to put together something that is like a six hour long that is insane as insane, but a dildo is a very popular gag gift, so I'll let her go with it. Also, I know the woman loves a bullet, so I just recently told somebody this. What time am I at? This is lovely. Oh my god, this is gonna be a long one. Um, but this the story is gonna be short. But basically, um, you know what? I'm saving it. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna. I teased you with. I know that my mom likes a bullet. And I'm leaving you with that. So thank you for listening. This was super fun. And I'll see you next Sunday.